Okay. All right. So, um, going to be reading uh, Mark chapter 10, verse starting at the 35th verse. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him, Jesus, teacher. They said, we want to, you to do us do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. They replied, let us sit at your right hand and the other the left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said unto them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I baptize with. But to sit at my right hand or the left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. So Jesus is saying here, it's not going to be like you just get granted this and you lord it over, you know, uh, you lord it over other people. No, you have to serve as Christ served. Okay. Many people want to be uh, the title of prophet. They want the title of pastor, but they don't understand that that is serve. You have to serve. You have to deny yourself more. You have to humble yourself. Okay especially being a prophet, because you must have the guts and you must love God and you must be willing to tell the truth of whatever God has to say to whoever it must be said to, regardless of the consequences that may come to you, okay? There are prophets who were killed, sawed in half, stoned to death, okay? And who knows what else more? Because they chose to live for God. They chose to rebuke the people of Israel when they were doing wrong. Israel killed the prophets. Israel did a lot of things. They, they, there's pastors right now, right, who talk about the. I remember hearing a story about a um a pastor who talked about remarriage after divorce is adultery, and someone put a bomb in his car. Luckily, he realized it was a bomb in his car. There's something wrong with his car, and he didn't go in his car to turn on the car. But this is how far, you know, people are willing to go when they love their sin. This is people who call themselves Christians. This is how far they're willing to go. And you have to be willing to um, be that man of God that even though your life is threatened, you're still going to serve God. You're still going to love. You're still going to forgive. You're still going to, this is what I'm saying. You want that, you know, people want the power of God, but they don't want to serve God at the same time. Okay. People want the power to, you know, God to grant them the power to, to let's say give him the gift of you know healing and stuff like that and you don't want to put yourself in that predicament to to go out there and do what he wants you to do to lay hands on people and they get um they get uh healed and then have to deal with the consequences of it because there will be some people what if you heal somebody right and they were a good customer big pharma Big farmer mad at you now because now you are healing people and they don't no longer have sick patients. 
because big pharma makes pay, makes money off of sick people, people who are, can be treated, not cured. And now you're by the power of the Holy Ghost, not you. The Holy Ghost is working through you, curing people of diseases that claimed by big pharma were incurable. Now they want to, they're looking at you as public enemy number one. Satan is definitely looking at you as public enemy number one. False teachers trying to bribe you and stuff. Can you handle that? That's the thing. And Jesus said, if you want to be, um, that's how it works to gain power in the kingdom of God. You have to serve and follow whatever God wants you. You have to serve. You have to be a servant to Christ. All right. People want to be pastors. They don't understand, you know, being a pastor, you have to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help you, God. You can't afford to get caught up in riches. You can't afford to live that life where everybody is giving you their hard-earned cash and you're basically driving a Bentley and you're paying your kids' college tuition off of that. You know, you you can't afford to, to preach a false gospel. You got to preach the gospel straight up, calling out politicians, calling out false teachers, calling out, you know, there's a lot to it. Come telling people they got to forgive people no matter what they've done to you, no matter what they've done to you. Okay. You got to forgive. You got to say some, you know, talk about disobedience. You got to talk, you know, call against that. You got to talk about how women must dress modestly. Men must also dress modestly, not just trying to wear their muscle shirts to church, try to be looked upon as a, as a, as a chick magnet. Call out against them. There's a lot of things, and people will hate you for it. People will hate you for it. You can't be affording to want to be a false teacher like T.D. Jakes, Joel Osteen. People looking at these positions and stuff as with the power of the flesh. I want to be this because I want to have power for myself. And you end up risking burning in hell and being tortured by demons for, the, for eternity. And this is what it is. So you ask for this. Okay. You ask for it. Okay. Well, you have to be servant of all. You're going to have to humble yourself. You're going to have to serve. All right. Because there are people who they were, they were given uh, positions in life, like David, and look what happened to him, okay? He was a man after God's own heart, but he suffered a lot because he made some really bad mistakes with the census, okay? Committing adultery and then murder. The sword, God said, the sword, will, you're, you're, my, you're after my own heart, I forgive you, but the sword will never leave your house. You know, look at Samson. Samson was a judge to judge the Philistines, but he got caught up with Delilah. He lost his sight. He finished his mission. You know. But at the end, he let his lust get the best of him. Okay. 
and and that that's the thing too. A lot of us, we don't, you know, we want that power, but we don't think about how we have to serve God. We don't think about, okay, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. How many of us could really say that and you want these positions? You know, even says it in the Bible is, you know, don't ask to be, it's good not to be, you know, people just be asking to be a pastor because they're under a stricter judgment. The, the margin for error is very, very, very small. You want to be a pastor because you represent an example to the church. It is very tough. And a lot of people, they look for these titles and stuff in the kingdom of God and think of themselves. They think with the world mindset, I'm going to have this, I'm going to establish myself, I'll have power. You know, but they're not thinking of the people. They don't think I have to lower myself, I have to look at. Uh, give a person a kind word. I got to be that bastion for um, holiness, that bastion for compassion, that bastion of truth, you know, clinging to the Lord like I never clung before and to help others in need and to stand up against the oppressors and to rebuke those who need rebuking, even if it costs me friendships, even if it I have a whole bunch of people conspiring against me, you know, because I choose not to be a fake pastor. I choose to rebuke those. And if I see a poor person come to my church and I see people trying to look at them and sneers, I say, yo, fix your face. That poor person is sitting right here in the front row. I don't care. You want to leave, leave. That's that's what you have to do. Okay, you're assistant shepherd to the chief shepherd. And that's, you know, that's a big deal. Or I want to be a, I want to be a husband. I want to be a wife. And people are not thinking about uh, what are the responsibilities of being a husband or a wife. They just want the title. You got people who just want to just have the wedding. You have men that just want the right to have sex without have feeling condemnation. And you have women who just want the wedding but don't want to think about being a wife. They still want to be in their new age Jezebel mentality. Not thinking you have to be a Proverbs 32 woman. Yeah, I'm all out for God. I want to be a wife, but I'm not cooking. I'm not cleaning. I'm not listening to him. I'm not submitting to him. You know, I'm I'm not doing that. Well, I want to be a husband, you know, and do what God is. But I still want to go out with the boys, you know. I still want to, you know, I, I still want to watch rap videos with women shaking their booty and everything. And I I, I really don't want to commit myself. And, you know, I still want to have friends with the opposite sex. You know, I still want to be with my ex-girlfriends and stuff. And, you know, they're really kind to me. And I don't think I really have to give all that up just because I want to be a husband. That seems so legalistic. And you have women with the same thing. Yeah, I want to be all out for God and have a husband, you know, but I'm not following his program as he, you know, because he serves God. I want to follow my program. And I believe women could be equal to men and it should be a partnership, and we should have an egalitarian marriage, which is co- goes against the word of God. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it. Women submit to your husbands everything as unto the Lord. Submit your, to your husbands in everything as unto the Lord.
people want these titles, you know, but don't understand that you have to serve. And that's the thing. Husbands and wives got to serve each other. Okay. And then the thing that happens the most is that they forget that God has, is in the middle of that. I mean, there's so much when you read and meditate about the title of husband and wife and the responsibilities. And like, there is no you anymore. There is no, you, you know, it's all about Jesus. And it, it goes down to, it goes down to the very, the very fiber of your being. You know, those kids are not yours. They're the Lord's. And you can't be like, well, you know, I'm mad. You get an argument with your, your husband. You know, I'm mad and I'm not going to give you sex tonight. Husband, man, I'm not going to give you sex tonight. There's none of that. There's no depriving of each other's uh, bodies. It, this is, I'm showing you how people ask for the position of certain things. And, but they still, when it comes down to it, they don't think about what it means. And people only think about themselves, you know, I'm not condemning, uh, you know, I'm not coming off as pious in anything. I'm human too. But what I'm trying to tell you, this is how it is. You want the title, these godly titles, but people don't understand they have to serve. You have to serve. God calls us to serve him the Christians, even more to serve when you want these types of titles. When things, you know, we always want to go after our own vain glory and our own selfish ambition. All right. I'll end it right there on that note. Um, peace and be blessed. <laughs>